So basically, we were just having this conversation, and y'all, I forced Brittany to put a microphone on so that we could record this. That those are all accurate things because it was a, it was a pretty impassioned conversation. So we we're having a very passionate conversation. We just for some background. What are we talking about? We're talking yes. about masculine energy and feminine energy. I would just like everybody to know if you don't know me, it does not take a lot to get me rolled up. Um, and to get me passionate and severely passionate about things. It can be the simplest things. Um, my mom will say that I live on a 10, uh, that I never have to get ready to engage in an argument or dispute or to defend something or someone that I don't believe in or don't agree with, that I just live in that space and it's just easier for me just to launch into it. Which for the longest time I used to say, mom, that's not true. I'm more of like a five or a six. It's the reality. I live at like a nine, 24 seven. It's not, I wouldn't say a 10, I would say a nine. But when I do get activated about something that I'm passionate about, it goes from a nine to a 12. Like we skip 10 and 11. Like we just jump right over 10 altogether. And that's where I'm at with this masculine energy and feminine energy. So last week, (laughs) just to give some background as to how we ended up here on this topic. Last week, Steph texted me that she was out and she kind of she made a statement of her moving into feminine space to engage with a gentleman at the hardware store. And <laughs> okay, but but background story, it was a total joke. It was. And I I 100% knew that this was going to set her off. And it, it so she, I did it purposefully, tactically just because sometimes the response is great. And in this moment it was. I was for her. I was like furious in that moment and I called her and I was like what do you mean feminine energy? What is that? That makes no sense. You are a woman. You are feminine. You are a female. Therefore, the energy you exude as a woman is feminine energy. So she explained a little more about it. And then she was telling me today, a week later, that she was listening to a podcast. And the podcast was talking about <laughs> masculine energy and feminine energy. And I was driving it, running an errand with my dad. And I just like started getting very upset. And he was like, what are you, like what's your problem? So then I briefly explained it to him. He responded equally as aggressive, but in a very gentle, Ron demeanor, um, which if you've not had the pleasure of meeting Ron, you should. He's like a gem of the earth. Like We need more of him. And so I decided I was going to listen to the second part of the podcast. So Steph listened to the first part on masculine energy, and I listened to the second part on feminine energy. And I listened to the intro, which was the first podcast. Yes. Which was like more so explaining how this whole feminine masculine energy is apparently biblical. And so I I listened to that as a precursor of listening to the other ones because I said, I'm going to have questions and I know that they're probably going to try to answer them in this first intro. Okay. I did not listen to the intro. So let's start with the intro. Do you think based off of the intro that there is biblical foundation and a root biblically and theologically to masculine energy and feminine energy the way that it has been portrayed in this podcast based off of that podcast no because they didn't use any scripture verse oh like there was there was conversation about how people want to write it off because it's a new age thing and nowhere do you see it in the bible and blah 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 but then they bring up these different Okay, so <laughs> the lady that's talking, you know which one I'm talking yes, about, the, yes. the guest on the show, um, she 
brought it up and was like, you know, masculine, me, like they're the givers and the feminine is the, the, the taker, right? And she goes, that's how you see it in creation. Think about the act of sex. A man gives and a woman takes. So like a lot of the stuff that they tried to like portray it as Christian and biblical, but they didn't really do a good job of solidifying it for me. Now I will say I learned about this episode of that podcast because the podcast also hosts a group, Mm -mm. a Facebook group that I'm part of, and I will not name names. Some of the people that I'm friends with know what I'm talking about because they are also in the group that I joined just to laugh at other Christians um, because I'm a horrible person. It, it, sometimes so, you are, but it's okay. It serves a great. <laughs> it serves a greater purpose. It serves a greater purpose. So, so like people are talking about this in the group, and that's what got me interested. Is was I saw two of my friends who are in the group comment about it. So I texted <gasps> one of them. Oh yeah. So I texted her and I said, "Y'all listen to this podcast. What are you thinking? Because I see your comment is the opposite of what everybody else is saying." Okay. So like. They had, they, they were against it too. They were like, I don't get it, but Hey, it's not my thing. That's fine. So everybody else trying to convert them to this like ideology. I think that there are like any, I shouldn't say any, like most or some philosophies, thought process, theories, conspiracies, even there is a certain level of truth that exists in it. Like it starts from a foundation of someone wanting to explore truth, to obtain truth, or to increase a higher level of understanding on a specific principle, a process, a thought, or a theory. And then it veers off, as I like to say, the story cliff. And so then they throw people off a story cliff going deeper into an unknown level or process and then formulate because they got there from a basis of trying to understand truth that what they discovered is truth. I did not, and I'm going to 100% full disclosure and transparency, I did not get all the way through the episode of Feminine Energy because it made me so angry. Tell, tell us why it made it you made angry because so, I want to hear this. It made me so angry because, for a lot of reasons. One of the reasons is that are there women at times who show up more aggressive in situations when, with men than they should? Yes, that is a reality. Does that mean that's masculine energy? No, because it's a woman who is a female who is feminine showing up with that. It just happens to be hyper aggressive energy that they're emitting. But I don't think it's fair to say that it's masculine energy. Now, but would there you are, say that's energy or is that emotion? I think it's emotion. It could be personality. I mean, there's a lot of things that go into how people show up in certain environments. I show up in a social environment. If I don't know anybody, I'm more reserved and I'm more retreated. People oftentimes will think that I'm sad or I'm alone. And really, I could be having a great time. But if I don't know too many people, I'm not going to 100% exert myself and be the social extroverted person that I can be. Even though I'm introverted, I can be extroverted in environments where I know that there's a safe person in that environment. That's how I respond. There are some people who show up in environments where they're not sure if they're 100% comfortable with it or not. And they tend to just show up more aggressive because they're trying to figure out how they can insert themselves in it and protect themselves if it turns out not to be a good good environment or a good situation for them to be in. 
I don't think that that's masculine. I think that's protection. Now, a lot of how people show up in events like that, though, determines, from my perspective, determines what their experiences have been, what they have dealt with, what they have been through, and how life has been for them that causes them to show up that way. I don't think it's necessarily women trying to over, like, emasculate a man in a situation. Now, there are some women who just like to do that. Well, at that point, I'm sorry. They need somebody to sit down with them and be like, who hurt you? How do we heal from this? And how do we move forward? But I don't think that that can be 100% all of the things and all the time. However, I also think there's a certain level. She talked about how people who give excessively to people, trying to provide, trying to show up, that they're trying to determine and let people know that they're worthy of love, worthy to be in that space, worthy to be in that environment, and that they need Mm -hmm. to heal whatever is causing them to feel the need to prove their worth in environments. I agree with that. I do think that there are people who do, 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 do to let people know that like, I deserve to be in this space so that they can be accepted. And then once they are accepted, then they have the opportunity to say, okay, no, I can scale it back a little bit and show you a different side of me because I've proven that I've been here. There is a wound there at some point that they have accumulated at some point in their life that needs to be healed. There are also some people who that's just naturally 100% their personality. That they grew up in the healthiest environments. They may have experienced little to no trauma. And that is just them. They are just the natural people, the natural caretakers in that environment. So she talked about how they need to not do that. She talked about how women, by exerting their um, feminine energy and leaning more into feminine energy, that it allows them to unlock something in themselves to be magnets towards men. First of all, we need to acknowledge nothing needs to be unlocked except for healing. (laughs) Healing is the only thing that we can unlock. Nothing else needs to be unlocked. There's nothing about myself that needs to be unlocked to be able to show up in a space except for healing. And you and I have talked about this all the time of like, I fought hard to not be bitter after my divorce. I fought hard not to be bitter with the betrayal that I experienced surrounding that situation. And even after it was a daily choice of I'm going to fight through the bitterness and choose not to be comfortable in this environment so that I'm not that bitter divorced woman. So then I'm not that bitter friend who's hanging on to things. It's, it's yeah. a daily choice and it's a daily fight. There is nothing that needs to be unlocked. Now, do people get to experience a different side of you based off of the foundation and the level of security that is established in relationships? A hundred percent. Not everybody should have a hundred percent access to who you are because they're not capable to be able to handle it with care. They're not capable enough to appreciate it, to love it. And they could just be not at a place to accept it and welcome it for what it is. That's just the reality. However, nothing needs to be unlocked. So if we're showing up and we're doing something in one space and then we have to come home and then unlock this feminine nature in us to be able to show up in a relationship so that we can be magnets to men so that we can ultimately have what it is that we desire as a relationship, I have 100% all of the questions because that's not healthy. That's not healthy. That's not healthy. I do think though that how some people might have to show up in a boardroom and in a work environment, they shouldn't necessarily have to show up that way at a date. I do agree with that. I think, yeah, no, I think it's 100% the environment you're in and what your role is. Right. But like, you don't see that, like, that's not an issue with men. No. Like... When you think about it, you look at, like, they're, 
men in the church versus men with their spouse versus men with their kids versus men at work. Like those are all different men, quote yes. unquote, that you see. Yes. But it's really just that they're putting on hats and taking hats off. Yes. Now, I do think that some females struggle with taking some hats off after work. Oh, 100%. Like for me, for me, I can't wait to take those hats off. Like, I don't want to make a decision. I'm tired of being the one doing stuff. I'm tired of making all the decisions. Like, I want to be passive. I want to stop being logical. Like, for me, my job is a lot of thinking and a lot of mm-hmm. thinking logically. And so that does sometimes seep over into my normal life. But I'm never, like, deep thinking on a date. It's like I'm out with friends. For instance, this weekend, I was out with friends. And we were like, well, we can go do this or we can do this or we can do this. And I said, well... And they were like, let's go do this, and then we'll come back here and do this. And I was like, but that doesn't make sense. I was like, so we're going to get in the car, lose our drive, lose our parking spot, drive across town to pay for parking over there to come back over here in an hour and a half. Why not just do this thing first and then go there? Logical. And that, that was my friend's response was, huh, you think like a man. You're very logical. No, 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 no. That's just a logical <laughs> thinker. You are a woman. That's just a logical thinker. I think that it's okay for us. Like, there's so much that goes against what females aren't allowed to think. I'm getting so angry all over again. (laughs) Like, I know. I remember telling you this story. You were so angry. (laughs) There, it is. We need. But I think there's just, there's so many. And like, how do you even define something that's masculine versus feminine? Because I feel like they're all just characteristics. And they do say in the podcast, everywhere you go, they say it's the mix and the balance of the two. And I think there is, like, how, and this is 100%, and I do understand this, this is 100% a reality. When I was married, because my job is 100% all-consuming Monday through Friday and the occasional weekends that I have to work, I had to work hard to not bring work home because also home was also where I worked. And so that was an intentional every day because of the nature of the job that I do, that I had to learn how to separate the two and find that balance. Because it was hard. Like, I would deal with a crazy situation at work. I would come back to my apartment. I would talk to the person I was in a relationship with at the time. And then their response sometimes would be like, that's crazy. Sorry you had to deal with that. But also, you're off work now. Can we not talk about work? 100%. That's so true. 100%. And even friends that I have that used to work in the same environment, in the same department that I work for now, that have either left or they've gone on to work in different departments, we constantly are saying... Our friendship, we know, was built upon this shared experience of living in this crazy lifestyle, this experience, but there is more to our friendship than this. So let's talk about other things. And so Mm -hmm. it it is a hard, sometimes given the job, given the dynamic of the job, especially if you're in an on-call situation, it is hard at times to remove that work hat and then say, okay, but I'm in this relationship and I don't have to micromanage. I don't have to be problem solving all the time. But I think that's more of just the reality of our culture and our society and how the boundaries between work and life and home and relationships oftentimes get blurred because we're constantly going, going, going. I don't think in some cases that that boils down to masculine energy or feminine energy. I think sometimes it it boils down to establishing healthy rhythms and establishing consistent and clear boundaries for how you need to operate in the space. 
but it doesn't mean masculine energy or feminine energy. How I am at work, I would never show up like that in a relationship. Because I there's the things that I have to deal with at work, the conversations <laughs> I have to have, the things that I have to maneuver, the crises that have to be managed and worked through, I hope to never have to experience those in my personal life. So I don't show up in that same space. When I'm at work, it is constant go. It is problem solving. It is responding and reporting yep. to crisis. It is building reports and data. It is advocating, defending for, for students and what they need and what they have and what they don't have and revolving 100% around that dynamic in that world. I don't need to do all of those things at home and in my relationship. So oftentimes, the feedback that I get from friends and, you know, I'm not dating, but from friends or people that I could be interested in or whatever, is like, you're pretty, you're so nonchalant. Well, that's because all the time during the day, I'm having to make significantly high-level decisions that you're providing safety, you're providing consistency. If you want to go to the movies, cool, we can go to the movies. If you want to go to dinner, cool, we can go to mm-hmm. dinner. I don't, I don't need to make those decisions. But that bothers some people. But in listening to this podcast and applying the, the mindset and the mentality of this feminine energy, that's exactly what feminine energy should be. It should be like, I'm going to let you lead and do all the things. I'm going to let you come in. Like one of the things that she also said was like, a man desires to be the hero of your life. And if you don't give him an opportunity to be a hero of your life, he doesn't want to be with you. I'm concerned for multiple levels by that statement. What is happening in my life that I need a hero? It's just Disney all over again. And I don't need it. I don't need it. Disney is entertainment. It is fun. I do not want somebody to be a hero. If there's a a situation or an environment where you can step up in a relationship dynamic and save the day, save our relationship, save my life, save a situation or anything that we're, amen, do that. I want you to do that. I want you to be that provider and that protector. But I'm not going to put myself in situations or constantly portray myself as helpless, as weak, as unable to think, to move, and to feel so that someone else can feel validated. That, to me, is an unhealthy mindset. It's a toxic dynamic. And my questions are, what's wrong with you? You need to go find a therapist. I will help you find a therapist. That, that like, begs the question of, are you really being honest? And are you really, do you have integrity? Are you being yourself in that relationship? And that's, that's, do they they really know you? Because if you're portraying all these soft, nurturing, generous... I literally, you know me, I Google stuff all the time. Yes. Like if you're portraying all these things, but in your head, you're going, I know how to get us there. Why are you taking this turn? You're taking the wrong turn. We should be going left. The restaurant's on the left, but you stay silent because you're like, no, I want him to know that we're going to get there. I'm not letting you take me down with you. Like, bro, you're wasting time. At some point, you have to be yourself or those little things are going to drive you crazy. A hundred percent. I am not going to let you be the person that sinks this ship. If I know that you're sinking it now, that even, doesn't, and that's, that's even in just like a friendship situation. I'm not like, don't sink me. Like I no. am not a ride or die friend. I am not a ride or die friend. I am you not a ride sometimes. or die relationship. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not just know that my loyalty to truth and to justice and to honesty supersedes my loyalty to any person. And everyone who knows me and has a deep relationship with me on some extent knows that. I'm not going to jail for you. I'm not lying to the police about you. I'm not lying about anything. I'm going to tell the truth because if someone asks me, I'm going to tell the truth because one, I'm a horrible liar. 
And two, I will forget that I lied for you. And so unless you are with me every second of every day to remind me, someone's going to catch me slipping and I'm taking everybody down. So we really just want me to be honest all the time. But I will defend somebody and I will fight for somebody. I am not going to let you take me down the wrong path if I know clearly 100% that it's wrong. I'm not going to do that. But that's like the idea of like feminine energy. She also mentioned like women shouldn't pay for dates. What? Where do we get? What? I'm not. (laughs) What? No. Now, I will not pay for a first date. If I ask a guy out for a date, I'm going to pay for the date because I asked him out for the date. If a man asked me out for a date, I'm not paying. I might offer to leave the tip, but I'm not paying. I'm not paying. And if we happen to be in a relationship and he pays 90% of the time, I will pay 10% of the time. I will say, I don't think I've ever been on a date where I've paid or that the guy has, like, the guy has allowed me to pay, even when I've offered. I haven't either. I don't pay for dinners. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to keep my mouth shut. I'm sorry. That sounds really horrible. But also in the reality. You know what I was going to say. For everybody that knows the dynamic of my relationship that I was in when I was married, they're laughing at that statement. All the the money was Brady's money. They're they're laughing at that statement. And we're just going to keep it Anyways, but I will say this much because we're not bitter. (laughs) I did not pay for dates when we were dating dating. or when we were engaged. So it was, it was different. It was different. But I like, I, and I don't say that in a haughty way. I don't say that in a haughty way in an arrogant way, but my, I am very much old school mentality of, I am going to allow a man to leave, but I am not going to put myself and make myself the damsel of distress in order to allow a man to feel validated in his manhood if that's what you need me to do you need to go to therapy because that's not a healthy mentality or mindset to have yeah and that i think for me if i go on it on an all-day date an all-day date like yo like i mean i've done some of those before listen somebody gets three hours we do like the hiking thing the zoo thing like i've done that before right so I'm going to let you drive. If that's your gas. That's expensive. Mm-hmm. Then we, you're going to pay for us to hike because we ain't going to the middle of nowhere where there's snakes. We can go to a nice trail. Okay. Okay. Where, where I'm not going to die. Outdoors. I like it. You pay for that. You pay for the food. You pay for, oh, there's a souvenir shop. Let's buy something. You don't let me pay for anything there. Like, at the end of the day, I feel bad because you just dropped, like, a hundred and something dollars for us to hang out for the day. Like, so I'm going to offer to pay something. Sorry, I got distracted because I was watching TV before we hopped on the record. <laughs> I saw your face. And I thought it, I paused it, and then it started playing, and then it paused itself again. So instantly I thought, well, this is where I die in this moment. But, like, but. So, so because I think in the world today, or at least the area that I live in, I don't want to give off the impression that I'm only doing this to get stuff out of you for free. Yeah. Because there are, there are so many men in this area that make a lot of money and that's a constant thought that goes through their mind is these girls just want to get a free date out of it. And you know what? They just want a free meal. That is what this feminine energy and this masculine energy sounds like. It sounds like women are supposed to be the damsel in distress, be the Disney princess, and they're supposed to get everything that they can get from a guy. And unless he's willing to marry them, they don't offer anything in return, which to a certain extent, I do agree with that. You don't want 
to put yourself in a situation where you're being taken advantage of because you're just giving, 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 and he's never having to do any work. He has to show up prepared and ready to show you that he's willing to work for this relationship and work. I don't want to say for you, but to work for your relationship and work for this, he needs to pursue you. He needs to chase after you. But that depends how that looks. I mean, listen, come on now. Them Bible stories. They they get you, they tell you how to do it. Now I'm gonna be honest with you. And then you, you gotta do the next seven years because you really like that girl. I'm not. To me, that's like a prison sentence. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna fall in love with you if you were in prison and then wait for you to finish your ten to fourteen year bid and then say yes, let's live happily. That's not me. Personally. No, I was talking I was talking about a Bible story. I know, but in my mind, like if you if you relate it to, to real <laughs> If you relate it to current current times, it's kind of what it sounds like. It's like, okay, well, you know what I mean? But, I mean, it's not the reality. You're right. You were talking about the Bible story. Oh, but I said, I said, wow, she really don't remember this Bible story? Okay. No, we listened to two different... I sent you a sermon that I listened to on about it that was really good. I, like, listened to that sermon, like, three times. I know. It was really good. I remember it. It was really good. But I, I really just think the reality is that there are certain ways to show up. And there are certain ways to present yourself. There's, there are certain ways to make yourself appealing on a date that doesn't allow you to be emasculating to the person that you're dating. It doesn't allow you to be dismissive or to be belittling, but that also doesn't require you to sacrifice who you are and what you bring to the table. And I think that's, that's the thing as I'm listening to feminine energy and researching it and looking into it, that's the thing that I'm getting. That's the most alarming to me. Be yourself. Because you don't want to be that person that pretends to be something else. And then you get married and all of a sudden he wakes up three weeks later and it's like, listen, I'm going to do this, this, and a third. And you're completely different than what he has dated, what he was engaged to, and what he is planning and prepared for. And so there needs to be a balance. There needs to be a balance. But this whole idea, I, I, I don't know. There needs to be a balance, but why does there even need to be a scale? Every relationship looks different. I agree. Like, every relationship looks different. Because... Because clearly not every marriage that we've seen in our lives follow this, where the female is the feminine energy and the male is the masculine energy. Not at all. Like, I, I ain't going to say any names, but there's a lot of, like, military families, for instance. If dad's gone for two-thirds of your life, mom typically is the controlling one. Yes. Like, she's the one making the logical decisions and being... Like she's all that because yes. the man's not there. But and I another concern that I have is that with you know the the energies and that we're unlocking things. Like first of all, nothing about that is biblical. Now, but but there's energy all around us. There are to science. there are it's scientific. There are energies all around us. It does not mean that Jesus is saying, "Brittany, grab hold of this energy over here to the left and hang on to it," so I can unlock what's inside of you. Jesus don't need energies to do that. He doesn't. He can just say, Brittany, sit down and let me impart this wisdom to you. Or I'm sending someone in your direction or you're going to encounter, he's going to align things and circumstances and situations for me to experience what needs to be experienced so that I can have visual sight. It's not an unlocking. It is allowing me to see clearly what it is that he has for me to see. 
Nothing's unlocked. Mm -hmm. It's providing clarity to what I don't have clarity to. Unlocking means that it is buried deep down in there, that you got to do an obstacle course, and it's like a video game with Super Mario's, and you got to level up, and you got to lose a couple lives, and you have to go back in in order to get the key to unlock what it is so that you can show up and be transformed to something that God has not created you to be. It's not okay. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. I try so hard not to get this impassioned about things, but in the reality, this is it. This is what you get. This is what you get. <laughs> Any point in time you would like to say something, that would be great. This is what you get. I am just speechless over here. This is what you get. This is what you get. <laughs> you just basically preached a whole sermon. This, this is what you get. Um, it's the reality. You, you haven't even listened to one full episode. I know. Um, but it's also of, of this podcast. But you know I'm going to have to go listen to the feminine one tomorrow. And I'm going to listen to the masculine one tomorrow. So everyone, we might be back with an update. I might be coming back and eating humble pie and saying I'm 100% wrong about all of this. I don't think that that will happen. But if it turns out that I'm wrong about it, I will come back and I will apologize. And I will learn. And we will learn through it together. I, I just, I don't like this. And here's part of it too. The reality is this, when I, when I hear like these new philosophies or theories or mindsets or mind shifts that people need mm. to do emotional or mental gymnastics through to allow themselves to obtain a relationship, I try to put myself in that situation. Like, I try to put myself as a single woman who wants to date someone or to be pursued or to be in a relationship. What am I giving off based off of the demographics that they're saying, the charts, the information, the definitions and everything? I probably 90% of the time give off masculine energy. We're just going to be honest. I probably do. However, I think it depends on the environment though. That is true. Like that at work, because, 100% masculine. Say if you're, if there's a man at work, then he's going to see the masculine side. He is. Like, and like for me, it's, it depends on the friend group. If I'm at work, if I'm at church, if I'm out, if you were at my like, house, and there was any a, type of bug, I'm freaking out and I'm going to ask you to kill it. Oh, yeah. If my trash needs to be taken out, I will ask you to help me take my trash or to say, like, there are certain things that I, that I'm just not. See, I won't ask, but see, I won't ask. But when you do it, I am like, oh, my God, I just fell in love. This man took my trash out. Oh, no, I will ask. Like, and I didn't even have to ask or, or like, oh, my God, you want to mow my lawn for me? Dear Jesus, come get me now because this ain't going to be good. I'm going to be all sweaty in an hour and I'm going to be very thankful for him. Okay. That's a different conversation that we need to have offline about that. Um, Dear Jesus, please saying, don't allow anyone to like, mow her lawn until she's married. Amen. Um, <laughs> so I'm not going to amen to that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, but like, no, there are times where I don't feel like asking is all like if I have to ask you to do something, do you really want to do it? That's true. Well, are you really? That's like, not true. I don't like that. I don't agree with that thought process 100%. In some situations, yes, I do agree with that. In some situations, people could just assume that because you are single and you live on your own and you have your own home, that you're just accustomed to doing it. And that by them asking, it could be offensive. And so I think sometimes if you ask and then someone and a man's like, oh, yeah, I'll do that. I don't think that we should automatically assume, well, because I had to ask, does he really want to do it? You've already asked. He's already said yes. So you might as well let him do it. He really could have just not thought, oh, I should offer to do this because she lives on her own. She does this all the time. 
Just know, though, if anybody comes to no, my house. but it depends. It depends on the person. That's true. If anybody comes to my house on a Tuesday evening um, and you're a man, and, and I don't know why you'd be listening to this, but if you are, I mean, hey, great. Hello. If you happen to be at my house on a Tuesday evening, just know I always forget to take my trash out. And it only ever goes out every two weeks because I forget. So if you just say, hey, Brent, I'm going to take your trash bags to the curb and you want to walk that mile and a half to the end of the driveway my God. to take the trash can out, I would be so appreciative. I, I forget every half. single time. You cannot deny that my driveway is incredibly long for no reason. It is long, but it is not a mile and a half. It was long, long enough that while I was home recovering um, from my transplant, that I was able to use yeah, the walk to from, my driveway as physical therapy. For major surgery. All right. Yeah, no, that's true. It was major surgery. I just was able to count the, the driveway walk as physical therapy. I was able to do that. So, you know, it's long enough. But... I just, I don't, I I would show up a majority of the time. I believe that if we're using the definitions, I probably show up more often than not in masculine energy than feminine energy. However, that is not because I'm trying to emasculate anybody. That's not because I'm trying to dominate an environment. That's not because I'm trying to become an equal to a man because I don't want to be equal to a man because there are just some things that men have to do that I would never. No, thank you. That's an- don't you want to get real irritated when you listen to the masculine podcast. Like, don't. No, I'm not going to. Oh, gosh. <laughs> See? <laughs> so that's that's just not. It, it's a reality. In part, though, I do probably show up more masculine in part because the last two years of my life have been complete and utter chaos. I have literally been in survival mode. I can only survive for myself. I'm the only one that can survive for me and myself, right? If nobody else can step in and survive for me, no one else can step in and figure out all the things that I've had to figure out and to navigate. So there is a certain portion of me that's just kind of like, I just got to do it. I'm going to do it. Now, if a man enters my life and he was like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to be like, sounds good. I'm going to sit over here, have a great time, whatever it is that you're going to do. Yeah. Like, I feel like it depends on the person. Like you may show a more masculine energy, quote, energy, air quotes. Energy. Like side but for the right person like i mean for the right person you're gonna snap and it's gonna be all the quote feminine energy and because it takes time to trust and to let your guard down and say yes all right i can trust that you're gonna actually get me there yes on day one i'm not trusting that you won't get me there i will meet you at the restaurant in my own car And I will leave yes. the restaurant in my own car and go back to my home. And, and you go back phone, to your home. And my phone will be sharing my location with my People friends. People are going to know my location. also have a photo of which, like, there, there are just a lot of things that it's a, it's a protection to in a certain extent. But I agree with you. When you show yourself worthy and you prove yourself to be an appropriate person to allow your guards down, then you get to see a different side of a woman. Now, there are some women... And men, if you are listening to this, pay very close attention. Call me if you need me to provide an outside perspective for you because I got this. I do this for several friends of I do this for several friends of mine who are men and they're just like, I'm interested in this person. I'm like, tell me all the information. Tell me all of the things. And then I'm like, interesting. I don't think this is gonna go well. But okay. And then this is why. This is what you should look for. These are questions that you should ask. These are things that you should say. Based off of what she has said, I'm concerned. As a female, I know what that means. I know what you're hearing. I'm concerned. And then they either listen or they don't. And then afterwards, they'll come back and be like, man, you were right. Or like if they don't listen, they're like, man, you were right. I shouldn't have done that. I mean, I'm not going to kick you while you're down. I'm just going to say, on to the next one. 
we're going to get it right. We're going to get it right. We're we just going to keep trying. We're going to get it right. We're not going to give up. We're not going to let them be the reason we give up on love and throw the towel in. Um, and then on, in times when they listen, it's like, okay, like just because someone makes a mistake or says something or does something doesn't mean that we just automatically cancel them out. There are reasons as to why. Once you find out the reasons yeah. why, you can decide whether or not that's something you're willing to put up with and deal with and then make that decision. That di- but you yeah. have to work to get to that point. That's not just I'm on one date or two dates or three dates and then just automatically decide that. Although you typically can. If, you, if you're dating with the attention of marriage, in a couple of dates, you can kind of figure out if this person is like, do they show up on time? Do they follow their word? Do they text you when they say they're going to text you back? Do they call you when they say they're going to call you back? Are they respectful? Are they kind? Um, you know, there are certain things that I look for in a partner and in a relationship that you can discover in the first three days. And it's like, I'm okay. Thank you so much for this experience and for this time. Oh yeah. 100%. I don't need to move forward. We're not going to proceed, you know, preed for, we're not going to pass go and collect $200 if we're playing Monopoly. Like we're not doing any of those things. We're just going to skip the rest of this experience. Like we're just, we're just going to call it a day. I appreciate your time, but this is not what I'm looking for. Right. It's been fun. It's, or if it hasn't, just say, you know what? I'm looking for something else. You'd never, we don't ever need to tear someone down when we choose to end a situation. If anything, build them up. Build them up and just say, and what I often say, and this is so accurate. This is so, so accurate. What I often say to people is, this is not going to be what you want it to be because our values, our morals, our goals, what we want our lives to look like is not aligned. And at the end of the day, you're going to be on the internet Googling 12 million ways to make me disappear without being caught. And we can just end it right here so that no one has to Google anything and no one has to disappear. We can just call it quits. That's where your brain goes. Yes. Okay. I mean, not all of the time. Sometimes. It depends on the person. Like, it it depends on the person. Sometimes. (laughs) You just said that, like, so smoothly. Like, it was completely normal. Some, But sometimes. every man to try and... Or every, there's always a person in a relationship Googling how to hide a dead body. You say that so calmly. I really would pray and hope that that's not the reality. But I use that as an extreme example to say there are ways to end a relationship or to end um, the get to know you phase. I feel like situationship implies that people are having sex and doing other weird things. And if that's the case, no judgment. I would strongly encourage you to not, um, for the main re- two main reasons. One, it is it is not biblical to create that soul tie with somebody you're going to decide after two dates that you just not Ooh, doing. Can we have a? Can we do a podcast about soul ties? We 100 percent can do a podcast on soul ties. Yes. So it's not okay to, to do that because I feel like that's also like a new age thing. Soul ties. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I know that it, I learned about it in my church, but I don't know that there's actual, I don't know. We'll save it for the next episode. We can save that for Another the next episode. I'm just, you said that and it made me think back to the new age, um, which is what we were like okay. talking about in the beginning of this. Yeah, we definitely need to dissect that later. Um, I have some follow-up questions for you, but we'll, we'll, we'll. Oh, I know. We'll briefly discuss it offline and then we will do like we did this time and just hop right back on and record once we start getting into the heat of the, the conversation. I feel like this might be the way to do it. I agree. I think that that's just what it's needs to happen. Though. So we'll, we'll have, definitely have to do that. But I do. So I would I would challenge you to stop and pause if you are involved in a situationship, because 
nine times out of 10, there are situations and times and examples, I'm sure, where they turn into actual relationships that are healthy. I would say that that is the exception, not the rule. I think the rule is that it becomes a very messy entanglement of feelings and emotions and expectations. And somebody, potentially both parties, leave hurt and upset and offended and just it's just messy. So I would strongly encourage that. But there, there is a way to say, this is not for me in a respectful way. I see a lot of on the internet and social media and the internets and the Instagrams and things where people talk about, well, I ended up not being with this person. And then they like completely like degrade them and talk about them very disrespectfully. And the fact of the reality, like the fact of the matter is you, you chose them. Even if you didn't choose them permanently, which is great. If you have all these horrible and negative things to say about them, I'm glad you didn't choose them permanently. But even if you, you, cho- you chose them, that is who you chose. Even if for three dates, for four dates, there was something in them that you saw that piqued your interest, that was a quality or that you found attractive. We don't in turn then tear them down when it turns out not to be worth the short-term investment that we made. We cannot do that. As Christians, as women of the word, as women who are supposed to be loving, encouraging, and nurturing, and women who are looking for something permanent, we cannot do that. We cannot tear someone down. We cannot do that. Now, if there is a significant concern of they have wronged you in a very significant way, they have violated personal space, they have violated boundaries, violated you as a, as a person, if there is a significant concern and you think that people need to be warned, there is a way to do that that is not berating that person. There's a way to do that. But we should not be, as women of faith, we should never be tearing someone down with our words. It should never happen. And I say that as somebody who has fought the battle of words 100% of the time. And that's just the reality. And I say that off, I say that a lot, specifically at work, when I'm dealing with teenagers who in the heat of the moment will post something on Instagram or post something on Snapchat. That is a reflection of you in that moment. That is not a reflection of that person. Regardless of how you feel in that moment, that is a direct reflection of you. That is a reflection of you choosing not to be kind and to be gracious. Is it hard? A thousand percent it is. It is a thousand percent hard. But it is honoring to the God that we say we believe in. It is honoring to the grace and the mercy that we ourselves have received. And so therefore we should honor someone. You can be sad and frustrated and upset that it didn't work out. Listen, it's a journey to heal from whatever it is. You scream all those feelings out with the ice cream and the Oreos. And the Netflix documentaries. Yeah. And all of those things or reality shows or whatever. And you sit with your people and your tribe and your community of people and you work through that. And through working through that, your community and your tribe should be at every step of the way encouraging you to fight against bitterness, to find contentment and to have peace. Because in the reality, that's what the goal is. That is what the goal is. It is a daily fight. But it is a beautiful thing when you get to the other side. So we should never be tearing people down with our words. We just shouldn't. But, you know, if you all subscribe to this feminine, masculine energy, I am going to strongly encourage you to find a good therapist. Because there's some things that need to be talked through that you need to figure out. I believe. And I mean, realistically, this is like what our second conversation about this, 
We both go keep talking about it. Mm-hmm. We don't go, gotta finish the podcast, the other podcast. I'm already doing more research on it. I just, I, I, yeah. Like, I'm not, but like, also, we all know I'm a very skeptical person. I don't trust nobody. I'll listen and then I go, huh. So, interesting. Let me ask let you. Let me find the, let me find how this is supported biblically in the Bible. Because at the end of the day, He's like, why we? Why do we need all these other things? If Jesus said, "Yo, here it is. Just read the freaking book." At the end, of and the that's day. that's a quote. He said, "Read the freaking book." At the end of, the I day. left you a freaking book. Just read. Just it. read it. It's there. It gives you the roadmap. Now, it might not tell you how to respond when somebody slides into your DMs on Instagram inappropriately, right? Like that's not going to be specifically <laughs> in John chapter five. <laughs> Verse 12. No, it's not in not there. like a how to. But it does give you a guide on how to respond when someone comes at you disrespectfully, when someone comes at you inappropriately, or when someone comes into your life or reaches out to you to communicate in a way that's testing the standard and the morals that God has asked you to stand on. It does do Look, that. All the wisdom in my heart says if a man slides into my DMs like that, I'm going to say, sir. I am a daughter of the most high God. Do you know what you just did? Is that what you say when people slide into DMs? Number two. Because, oh. you know, <laughs> I always got numbers. This is going Okay, number two. <laughs> number two. Thank you for that compliment. My husband will enjoy that part about me one day. Because, you know, you're assuming, you yeah, know, yeah. depending on. No, that's you know, true. Then there's going to be like a number three that's like a. You know, I just want to let you know, no hard feelings, but like you need to go find Jesus. Here's where you can go find Jesus at. I I have a couple of questions. No one, <laughs> this and this is 100% right. Have I ever actually done this? No. I was going to say, I was going to ask, like how many people have ever slid into your DMs? Nobody has ever slid into my DMs. Okay, but like, I don't feel like that's that much of a thing anymore. Like sliding oh. into your DMs is more of a thing for... Like, people that you're kind of friends with, but not... Like, I don't let people I don't know on my Instagram. Nobody has ever sent me a message and been like, hey, what's up? That I don't know. Now, if you if you were on a dating app, they would send you... See, those. and that's why I can't do online sometimes dating. Sometimes you get... Sometimes you get some of those where it feels like they just slid into your I can't... Oh, no, I can't do online dating. And that's why I cannot do online dating. I cannot. If I get married again or enter into a relationship of any kind, it's because someone either sets me up on a date, and by someone I mean someone who knows me very well, sets me up on a date, or a man compliments you on your feet when you're in Wawa. (laughs) (laughs) That's the other way. I would also like to just say I hate both you and Fran because you both bring that up pretty frequently in my life. So... It's been a while since I brought that up. Thank you. Fran does it. Fran brings it up whenever whenever I say something. She's like, Brittany, I'm concerned for you. Like, I don't know how you got married the first time, but I don't know if it's going to happen for you again because you just, you ignore the compliments. You don't see stuff coming. And it's the reality. So for those of you listening, this is just a fun little story um, to get you, you know, make you aware of what's going on about this. (laughs) It was a few weeks after... (laughs) <laughs> my ex-husband and I had separated. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm oblivious 100% of the time. So this is not any because of that. <laughs> but it just, just to give you a little bit of context, I was visiting staff for the weekend. 
Um, because that summer, summer 2020, I spent a lot of time at her house in Virginia because I needed to to breathe and clear mm-hmm. my head and wrestle with the feelings. And ain't nothing like going and visiting your friend in the ghetto. And just, you know, I had a lot of questions that summer about me. <laughs> I learned some new things about her. I, those are moments where our friendship definitely leveled up and I had some concerns, but also it's fine. We made it through. We all survived. But level up, level up. We, <laughs> if you all could see the dance she just did right now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so we went to Wawa and this, I, she was grabbing gas. She had another friend of hers at the time with us. We were taking her to go pick up her dog. And I was like, I'm going to run in and grab a snack and something to drink. Do you want anything? She said, no. Her friend also said, no. I'm like, great. I'm going to go and grab something. I love Wawa. We don't have enough of them in the portion of Pennsylvania that I live in. And by that, I just mean we have none. But I ran inside to grab something to drink. And there was this guy standing next to me in the drink section. And he, like, I could tell from my peripheral vision, the very limited peripheral vision I do have, that he was, like, looking at me. And I didn't know what to do or what was going on. It's so, like, I grabbed my drink. And then I thought about, like, oh, I, need, I wish I get two drinks because I was extra thirsty that day. And I happened to like kind of slowly glide over into the section where he was. And he looked at me and he kept smiling. And I was like, okay, like the first time I acknowledged, I smiled back. And mm-hmm. then he did it again. And I was like, oh my gosh. And so he like smiled at me and looked at me. And I was like, oh no, like, do I have, to? I literally said this. I wish I was lying. I literally said this. I said, oh my gosh, do I have toilet paper on my shoe? He was like, what? Is that why you're looking at me? And he said, you're the dumbest person I've ever met. No, I'm looking at you because you're pretty. And I was like, oh, thank you. And then I went on to overexplain and I said to him, one of my biggest fears is like walking into the bathroom and like having toilet paper stuck on my shoe and coming out. No one tells me. And he was like, did you go to the bathroom? No, I didn't. (laughs) I get back into the car and I'm telling Steph this. And she said, you are so stupid. And I was like, I am. Thank you so much. He also said the same thing. So it clearly must be truth. Um, we accepted in that moment that he was a, an attractive person who told the truth. And so that was nice. Stranger and Wawa, I appreciate you in that moment because you have been the humor that has carried me through a lot of awkward situations. But I told my mom about that. And then my mom was like forever concerned. She was like, you're, you're just, you're never, you're never going to, to get in a relationship ever again because Brittany, he was hitting on you. And why did you not know it? Like, you didn't even go to the bathroom. Why did you think there was... T- I was like, I don't know, but that is my biggest fear. He was definitely not looking at your feet. He wasn't. He wasn't. I had a cute pedicure, I'm sure, but, you know, it's fine. So... I mean, maybe he did have a foot fetish. He, at that point, he was probably like, man, women are dumb. And at that moment, he was accurate. <laughs> I was the not, moment but you opened your mouth. According to feminine energy, I was living in my feminine zone, and it didn't work for me. <laughs> You tried it once, then you're done. I tried it, it didn't work. And the reason I'm single now has nothing to do with me exuding masculine energy. It has everything to do with the fact that I do not leave my house. That is 100%. I never accurate. leave my house. I go to work, and when I'm not at work, I am home. She don't even talk to the UPS men. No, no, I never leave my house. That is the, that is the real the- truth of the matter. If I'm not getting Amazon Prime, my neighbors are getting Amazon Prime. I'm always saying hi to those men. I never know. Every once in a while, there's one of them who, like, probably maybe once a week-ish is, like, delivering a package. He always be blaring Maverick City. Hey, man, you should go say hi to him. Rem- I did one time. Oh, I remember that. I was on a, remember I was on a call? 
And they were like, what happened to you, Stephanie? I said, oh, my bad. I had to talk to the guy outside. Yes. They were like, why are you looking out the window? Because I can't help myself. Yes, I remember that. (sighs) There's hope. There's hope. So we will be back for another episode to further carry on the conversation. Once Steph listens to the feminine energy episode, I finish listening to the feminine feminine energy and then listen to the masculine energy to talk about it. And technically we were supposed to talk healthy relationships, but like also this fills into relationships too. It does. And I honestly, I honestly believe there is health in relationships. One, when both people who enter the relationship are healthy. Now, yes, there are times when you enter into a relationship thinking that you're healthy and being in that relationship exposes some unhealthy components and aspects of how you do things, how you think, how you act, how you live, how you breathe. There is always an opportunity at that point to, to acknowledge it. Like one, we ne- never need to be in a position where we are unable to acknowledge the imperfections that we have. We need to acknowledge the imperfection. If we can acknowledge the imperfection and acknowledge what someone is bringing to our attention as a concern or an area of weakness that can be strengthened, that relationship doesn't end. It should not end unless it's a significantly unhealthy thing that should not end. And you can work on that to continue to move back into a space of healthy relationships. But I also think how we think and how we move and how we proceed and how we show up for ourselves and for other people, just as women in general, dictates the direction and the manner in which a relationship moves. And I think a lot of that goes into debunking some of these philosophies and theologies and ideologies that exist that social media, mainstream America, people who are believers, but are choosing to try to manipulate what the theories and philosophies are that the world is putting out there to structure in a way of of this is God honoring in some capacity I think that's very dangerous. And so being able to talk about those things to establish what a baseline is of health, what it is you're looking for, and how to show up as your best self is a form of healthy relationship. It's just really concerning to me. It's just really concerning that if you're coming to me and saying that there's a way that relationships should function and happen and it's biblical and you don't have scripture, you don't have definitions, you don't have the moment where God has blessed this theory, philosophy, and mentality huge red flag for me. I have a lot of questions. We need to talk about it. Okay. So did the podcast you listen to, well, the part of it, did it have any scripture in it? Not the part that I listened to, no. Okay. And I think... We know I'm going to listen to it tomorrow. I think that I very... I am a big... I'm very much a big, can you back this up with scripture? I know. If you can't back that up with scripture, I probably won't believe you. I... I agree. I I was actually, I was running an errand with my dad and doing something with him earlier today. And while I was waiting for him to finish, there were a couple of pieces that I've been like working on and writing. And, and I thought to myself, this sounds so great. This sounds so good. These words are, are great words and sentences that make sense. Is it, is it scriptural? Is it foundational? And I, in the middle of the, the waiting room that I was sitting in, I pulled out my Bible and looked up verses that had to do with the two different topics that I was looking at and then use that scripture in those verses in context. So I didn't just look at the verse. I looked at the verses before it and after it and then did some additional research into it in the Bible, right? The Bible was the only piece of information that I was using to define if my pieces that I were writing were foundationally sound. 
based off of scripture and based off of what God said. Thankfully, they were. Because otherwise, <laughs> I would have had some questions. But I, I think that that's, I think we get so far from that at times that people grasp onto a, a thought process or a mainstream idea and try to find a way to manipulate it and to twist it to fit into scripture instead of saying, how does scripture fit into this? Can scripture, like we always need to be using scripture and the word of God to test what it is that the world is saying is right and wrong. If it does not stand up to that test, then it's not for us as Christians. All your Bible professors in college are clapping for you right now. I listened to all of them. I listened to all of them. I did. There's, there's all the golf claps happening. <laughs> I listened to all of them. I listened to all of them. And I learned that from the most formative professor that I had at Valley Forge was um, Dr. Marino. The way he, he looked at scripture, broke it, broke it down and communicated it, which it, it blew my mind. It blew my mind. Okay. So that'll be another topic too. Yes. But we will come we back to you to talk, do. to do part two of this. We'll talk about masculine energy and we're going to talk about soul ties. That's going to be our next episode. So if you are interested Oof. in listening to either of those topics, we'll see you for our next episode. If you're not, that's okay. Skip around and, and go to the one after that. We gonna have all the topics at some point anyways. Yes. Although I have a question for you. And this is a, this is a genuine question. I'm, now that I'm, we're wrapping this episode up, everybody. So thank you for bearing <laughs> with us and listening to, to this conversation. <laughs> we're wrapping it up. But how would you respond if a man says to you, like, thank you for showing up in your feminine energy? What would you say to that? First, my face would probably say a lot more than my words would say right away. Okay, that's fair. Like it just did now. Yep, it did. Uh, <laughs> and I enjoyed it. Um, but then I would I would probably backtrack because, you know, I'm an analyzer and I use my brain and I think and I'm logical. So I'd be like, what did I just do? Like, and if I, I couldn't identify, I'd ask him, what do you mean by that? Okay. Explain that. I would ask him to explain it because I don't know that I've ever heard a man say that before. That's also another question that I have of, is this just something that women are using? She, she did. No. Well, this is a thing men are using too. Ah, okay. And I haven't listened to the episode that you listened to. In the episode that I listened to, she said that most men don't even realize that the things that they want from women are things that they want from women. And I don't like the idea that we're saying that men are looking for something that they can't articulate or they don't even realize it. And so that we okay, as women also need to do these mental gymnastics of, to help I them realize like it. that's coming out of a female's mouth. And that's something that should come out of a man's mouth. Because at that point, we're overgeneralizing gender. Yes. When everybody is different and every personality is different. Yes. That's Anyways, the reality. What was the, what was the original question? And did I answer that? Because we are definitely going over. <laughs> this is what happens when you get me when I'm in a riled up state and I'm ready to just like spew all the, the frustration. The initial question was, how would you respond if a man said to you, thank you for showing up in your feminine energy? And yes, you did answer the question. Yeah. If a man okay. said that to me, yes. I would get up and walk away. I would say, thank you so much for your time. There is no need for us to, to have any additional conversation or communication. Oh no, I would ask cuz I want to know cuz you know I'm I like to pick people's brains. 
Even if I know that this ain't going anywhere, I want to know why you think the way you think. That's a very... Okay. And that makes sense. To me, that's I a very disrespectful... I I should have been like a, a psychiatrist or something. You would have been a good psychiatrist. Maybe in my next life. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know that when you die, Jesus is going to need you to be a therapist for him <laughs> at heaven. But I could be wrong. I've never been there, so I don't know. But I don't think that that's what he needs from you. But, you know. Okay. Your choice, your life. But anyway. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm glad I can be encouraging in that moment. I'm, I'm being a nurturer. So I'm, I'm leaning into my feminine energy in this moment and, and nurturing the, the illogical things that you're saying because Did that's you... my job. Hey, did you know that one of the characteristics of feminine energy is creative, being creative? Okay, we're going to end this conversation now because I'm getting even more upset because that means to say that you did that on purpose. That means to say that all of the men who are creative directors and graphic designers and photographers, and they thrive and excel in those spaces and those lands are leaning more towards feminine energy. And I think we just need to look at a situation and say, ma'am, the reason your relationships have not been successful is because you were either searching after unrealistic expectations, you guys are not matched, or you're just looking for two different things. He could just be like, all right, I just want to go on a couple of dates and I'm good. I don't need a relationship. And you're like, I want to get married and have all the children. And he was like, I just wanted to go out on two different dates with you because I find you attractive and want to have a couple conversations, but I'm not looking for anything. And I'm going to do the same thing with several other people. It's not an unhealthy thing. It's just not productive to what you were looking for. We cannot say that it's because you showed up in the wrong energy or that he showed up in the wrong energy or that he's a horrible person. It just means you weren't looking for the exact same thing. Oh... And on that note, on that note, we're going to go. Thank you so much for listening. (laughs) Our next episode is going to be talking about masculine energy and soul ties. We might have to do separate for those. I think they should be two separate. Okay. No, I agree. Our next two episodes will be on those topics. We're going to do masculine energy and then we're going to do soul ties. And then we'll talk about something light and fluffy and fun. And then we'll kind of go from there. So have a great day, morning, evening, afternoon, workout, whatever it is, time of day. Whatever you're doing while you're listening to this, I hope it is an enjoyable experience. I hope that you are safe and that you are well, that you are nourished and loved and nurtured in whatever your environment is. I just, I feel like people just need to know that, that there are people rooting for you. So whoever you are listening, we are cheering you on and hoping that you are successful, that you are happy, that you are safe and you're protected. That's it. That's all I have to say. Okay. I feel like we should put like a, the sound of a stadium. <sighs> in there we're cheering for you we're cheering for you we're cheering for you we're in your corner we're fighting for you and we're defending your dreams whatever they may be as long as they're healthy and responsible and reasonable dreams we're doing that so that's a lot we're putting a lot of limits on them i know we are gosh and by we i mean you i know i just i want them to be happy and healthy and successful that's a lot this is me operating in masculine anyway we'll talk to you guys later peace (laughs) bye